Hey, everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. My guest today is Dr. John Tanner. He's been on the show before telling his remarkable story of coming back from the dead. He actually had a cardiac arrest, and he's here to tell about it. But because of that, he actually went on a plant-exclusive, oil-free, vegan, whole food diet, kind of a lot, Dr. Esselstyn. And because of that, he actually founded a food company in Southern California called Little Green Forks. And it's a fabulous company. I'd order food from them anytime I would go out of town because even though I batch cook, Charles like can't fend for himself. It was so much easier. And we have so many friends still living in LA, like Dr. Daryl Woodruff, who's a regular viewer of the show that orders from them regularly just because their food is really good. So why am I telling you this? Well, now it's nationwide. So if you live anywhere, I believe it's the continental United States, we'll get into the geography of the delivery as soon as I introduce Dr. Tanner, you can order it. So I'm not in Southern California anymore. And it just so happens I'm leaving on Saturday for an eight day trip to Tecate, Mexico, where I have the privilege of teaching hands-on cooking at Rancho La Puerta. If you wanna get in on it, let me know. We can get a group together next year, maybe for my birthday. So I ordered Little Green Forks before I went. And I'll just show you what my order is so that I can put it in the refrigerator and then introduce Dr. Tanner. And he'll tell you all about it, how it's made and the delivery and all that stuff. We'll get to that. But let me just show you what I picked. Uh, and it looks delicious. So I picked this, and the menu changes all the time, but a hearty broccoli and sweet potato. I mean, I would call this a bowl. And this looks yummy. This is exactly how I would eat if I was home to prepare it, but I won't be. And, oh, teriyaki jackfruit. This looks really yummy. And large udon noodle. So I would guess for Charles, like for me, this would be one serving. But for Charles, I think he's going to get two servings out of each of them because he doesn't eat as much as I do. And we got a soup here. And again, everything is vegan, whole food, plant-based, oil-free. And we'll talk about if there's sugar or salt and things and how much. This is vegetable corn chowder. But... I told Dr. Tanner I was going to try the food on the air, but the problem was it came yesterday and it was cookies and these are so good. Like he should sell these. And I know he does sell these, but I mean, he should sell these, sell these because these are as good as anything I bake. These are called cinnamon oatmeal bites. And if you want me to eat one on the air, I will, but I'll eat it towards the end of the show. These are really delicious. So without further ado, please welcome Dr. John Tanner. Thank you so much. It's so great to, to be on with you again. Uh, I've known you for so long and learned so much from you. And uh, it's just just a pleasure. Well, um, listen, I got to say, you've done good. You have, you know, you know my, my, the tagline of my show is people are doing great things in the world that I think they should know about. And I think people should know about this because it's a niche that needs to be filled and it's now starting to be filled. You know, there's a few other companies that do it too, but, you know, the more the merrier, because even, you know, people don't necessarily want to order the same thing from the same company. So I think, I think it's good that there's more companies doing this. Well, uh, you showed some food that you're going to eat, and let me show you food that I'm going to eat. Um, this is uh, pumpkin spice pudding, uh, or it really has no pumpkin in it, so it's <clears throat> sweet potato and, in quotes, pumpkin spice pudding. Um, as you know, recipes are uh, for desserts are difficult in this, you know, no sugar, no oil. You know, how are you going to make a dessert taste good? But um, a number of years ago, I was at a conference and you were doing a cooking demo 
and you handed out small samples of this pumpkin spice pudding to everybody in the audience. And I just fell in love. I, it's I just so had good. You should it's have called so it good. Chef AJ's pumpkin spice. I should have. I should have. There's no reason you can't rebrand it right now. But <laughs> right. You're right. And, and you know what the truth is? Um, the real only reason I'm saying that is I'm, pull, I'm just I'm just funning you because it really wasn't my recipe. It was developed by a lady named Maraid Reddy at a potluck I attended in Cleveland. And I think I don't think I changed it at all. You know, um, no, I didn't. And so if anything, we have to name it after her. But I, I was just teasing John. <laughs> But it is, it's delicious and it tastes as good as pumpkin pie without the pumpkin. So um, I want to talk about Little Green Forks to, to start. Um, there's the website. I hope we can add this to the show notes or, or somehow so afterwards. Yes, we did. Can... As, as well as we're going to get a discount code for everybody for their first order. And I'm going to get all that in there while you're talking. Excellent, excellent. So here are some of the foods that I love. Uh, and I eat Little Green Forks for almost all of my meals every day. So there's a, a burger with fries, of course, no oil. Um, sweet potato bowl, which is delicious. Southwest salad, broccoli soup. We have a few ethnic dishes, including pad thai, which is one of my favorites. And of course, the pumpkin, sorry, the Chef AJ <laughs> pumpkin pudding. Oh, I just love it so much. So, you know, the food stuff is, is fun, but um, I, I wanted to talk about this oil-free plant-based food delivered nationwide and why that is. And some of that is about things that aren't so fun. And the why is, you know, why did we start this company and why might your, your listeners be interested in this food? So if I um, can jump off and talk about some of those things, it starts with, for me with heart disease and there are other diseases as well that, um, that nutrition is important for. Uh, I want to just touch on some strategies for success. We'll show some uh, pictures of our kitchen uh, near the end. And I have kind of a surprise. We've got a special program for newbies. Now, I know lots of the folks who are, are listening to this have been following you for a long time and they've been eating this healthy way and they're totally healthy without disease. But if there's a few people that are listening that have heart disease, have diabetes, have an intestinal problems, have arthritis, you know, want to get rid of these things, they, they, they want to lose a bunch of weight. Uh, we've got a, a special program for them that I'll, I'll talk about at the end. But I want to start with this, uh, my story. It started maybe 17 years ago when my wife turns to me and says, John, do you know that you have the body of a god? And we'd been married for 20 years, and she'd never said anything remotely like that. So I said, really? I have the body of a god? She said, yes, unfortunately, the god is Buddha. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, you guys, I can see a little similarity there. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Not a similarity that I would have wanted. So, I, I felt that I needed to do something about this. And I, I started exercising and I started running a mile every day. And I thought I was completely healthy on this day. But um, as I <clears throat> went my usual route here in, in, near my home in Pasadena, I got partway through, staggered a couple of steps and hit the ground unconscious with my heart stopped. This is how much warning you have of heart disease. You can't, it's a problem with the insides of your arteries. So you can't see it from the outside. There's no nerve endings in there. So you don't feel it. You can think that you're fine in the next moment dead on the street. 
Now, fortunately, somebody saw me go down and ran over and gave chest compressions and the firemen were there and the ambulance came and got me to the hospital. And uh, I did survive, yay, obviously. But I started learning some things uh, about heart disease. Uh, many of you may know that it's the leading killer of men and women in this country. It's sometimes thought of as more of a man's disease. And at the younger ages, more men die of heart disease than women do. But at the older ages, more women die of heart disease than men do. So in this country, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. This is the disease that's more likely to kill you than any other. And sudden cardiac arrest without warning is the most common form of heart disease. You can also have a heart attack where the heart doesn't stop completely, or you can have angina, which is severe chest pain. But the um, most common thing is to suddenly your heart stops. And if that happens to you outside of the hospital, your chances of surviving are about 3%. So um, taking all these things together, the leading killer, the most common form of it, and a really low survival rate, it means people are dropping dead all over the place. And um, we hear about it in the news of famous people. It wasn't too long ago, the mayor of San Francisco was okay one day and the next day he's dead of heart disease. But it's not just famous people. Unfortunately, it's our friends, our family members. Probably everyone listening here knows at least one person, maybe several who have seemed okay one day and the next day they're dead due to heart disease. So in that context, me having sudden cardiac arrest is not unusual at all. Surviving it is a little bit unusual. I fell into the 3% category and I'm really lucky about that. Um, but this, um, <clears throat> uh, let me show you though what happened um, when they got me to the hospital that day. The, uh, uh, they inserted a catheter from the, an incision in my leg, an ephemeral artery. And they fed this small plastic tube up and around the aorta. And you can see this plastic tube ending right here where I made a bend into my coronary artery. So the, the blood vessels that feed the muscle of the heart <clears throat> are on the outside of the heart. And the, the heart doesn't actually get nu nutrition and oxygen from the blood that's pumping down the middle of it. It, it's fed by these small coronary arteries. My heart is in this region right here. You can't see it real well because the x-rays go right through muscle tissue, but you can see one of my ribs here, another rib here, spinal column over here, and you can see this catheter. And just before this video starts, the doctor pushes a foot pedal, which squirts radio opaque dye through the catheter comes coming out of my leg and it squirts out here where um, the the doctor can see what the blood flow is. This radio opaque dye just means it, it shows up dark in an x-ray. So this is what the doctor saw that day. And I want uh, you uh, all to, to see if you can tell where the problem was that day. Does anybody see where they think the problem might be? Are you looking perhaps now let's see the video one more time. Did you find it? One more time. Right there. Now it, it looks like from this frame of the video that there's no blood getting through this clog right here. 
but we know there's a little bit getting through or else we wouldn't see the dye down here. And also if there wasn't any getting through, I would have been dead. So there's a little getting through there, but not much. And that was my problem that day. And I really, really wanted to understand um, why this happened to me. And my cardiologist was not terribly helpful, but <clears throat> I kept asking. <clears throat> and uh, eventually I found my way through to a doctor by the name of Caldwell Esselstyn, who uh, wrote a book, Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease. Well, okay, that's the topic I'm really interested in. And um, in this book, he says some really interesting things. He says, nearly half the people in the U.S. will suffer heart disease. Mm, that's a lot. Not all of them will die of it, but um, nearly half the people will suffer from it. This doctor says, you should know your cholesterol levels, both your total and LDL. Those are the most important numbers. And in addition to knowing what your numbers are, you really know, need to know what the healthy numbers are. Your total cholesterol should be below 150 milligrams per deciliter and your LDL should be below 80. And if that's the case, you're safe. Sadly, the vast majority of Americans are not safe. And if that's you, if you're in that category of not safe, this doctor says, fix the problem yourself. Doctors cannot fix this problem. Wow. This is a doctor saying that doctors cannot fix the leading killer in this country. This was very surprising to me. But, and, and this is either bad news or good news. The bad news is if you wanna live your life however you see fit, and if you get sick as a result of that, you'll go to the doctor and they'll fix it. This is a problem because the doctors cannot fix it. But if you're the kind of person who wants to decide for yourself whether you're gonna be healthy or sick, you want to decide for yourself through your own actions, whether you're going to live a long time or cut your life short unnecessarily. This is great news because you can fix the problem yourself. There are some treatments though that the medical establishment would do to you or have you do to yourself <clears throat> that uh, <clears throat> if you don't fix the problem yourself, um, they prescribe medications a group of drugs called statins that uh, the, they go by the trade names Lipitor, Zocor, Crestor. There's also generic names, Simvastatin, Atorvastatin. Turns out these medications don't work very well and they have harmful side effects. So I'm going to talk about both those more in a little bit. Um, their <clears throat> doctors are happy to put stents inside you. These are small metal mesh tubes that they slide in through the catheter and then expand in place, pushing the clog out of the way. Um, I got one of those the day of my cardiac arrest. It failed. They put three more in. One of those failed. They put three more in. So I now have seven stents in my body. Not, not only do they not cure the root cause, they cause special problems of their own. So uh, in this country though, we do 800,000 of those a year and they don't cure the disease. We do coronary artery bypass graft, cabbage. You may remember President, former President Clinton had bypass surgery and then later he had more heart problems because guess what? Bypass surgery doesn't cure the disease. We spend $10 billion a year on the drugs and by the time we add the surgeries, um, we, it's in the $50 billion range if you 
also take into account lost work due to this sickness and so on. It's in the hundreds of billions of dollars that are lost on heart disease. But diet can prevent and reverse heart disease. Really? That's interesting. Now, but since it's the leading killer, um, you know, why, why is that? Um, I believe that it's because we don't have an idea in our minds, the relationship between what we choose to eat and what happens inside. And these uh, videos from uh, Dr. Michael Clapper, I think uh, really uh, help us understand that. Now, normally this liquid layer floating on top of the blood clot is quite transparent. It's a yellow, but quite clear. You can see right through it. The blood in this patient's tube, however, was anything but clear. The serum floating on his clot was thick and greasy white. It looked like glue. In fact, it stuck to the sides of the blood tube when I shook the tube. I went back to the patient. I said, Mr. Phillips, did you eat before you came to the hospital tonight? He said, yes. I said, what did you have? He said, I had a cheeseburger and a milkshake. And when he said that, I realized that what I was looking at in his tube was all the fat in the beef burger, all the butter fat and the cheese and the butter fat in the ice cream and in the milkshake. Now, if at some point in your life you've had a milkshake or a cheeseburger, don't worry too much about that because your body can clear it away. It takes hours, maybe 10 or 12 hours to clear that gunky stuff out. But what do most Americans do before that 10 or 12 hours has passed? They eat some more of the same stuff. So most of us in this country are bathing the insides of their arteries 24 hours a day, 365 days a year with this gluey stuff. And I did that for 52 years before it caught up to me. Um, your body can clear it out for a long time, but not forever. And um, let's take a look at this patient's uh, uh, arteries to see what this diet has done for, to him. Now, the next morning, we took Mr. Phillips to the operating room and I put him to sleep and the surgeon opened up his chest. And from these arteries, he began pulling out yellow, greasy deposits of fatty material called atherosclerosis. So uh, think about this picture the next time you are tempted to reach for a cheeseburger or milkshake. This is the stuff you're building up inside of you. And oh, by the way, this yellow greasy deposits, this cholesterol, they don't form on the inside walls of the arteries. They form just behind the lining uh, of the arteries. And so to pull this stuff out, they're also pulling out the linings of this guy's arteries, which make him less healthy. So they don't actually do this surgery anymore, but I thought the, <clears throat> the video was quite instructive so that we can keep in our minds what is happening inside our arteries when we eat the cheeseburgers and the milkshakes. Let's talk for a moment about cholesterol blood tests. <clears throat> cholesterol is a natural substance in our body, um, and it's not the absolute level of it that causes death. It's not that it, you have a surge of it one day and, <clears throat> and like a poison, it's too high and it kills you. It's the long-term exposure of elevated cholesterol that does the damage. But it is a, an indicator of the likelihood of death, and it's a pretty good indicator. The Framingham Heart Study established the correlation of this high cholesterol in the blood with heart attacks and death. And um, so under some conditions, this marker is an effective diagnostic tool. 
there's one big exception we'll talk about shortly. But uh, for the most part, if you get this test, it uh, can tell you whether you're pretty healthy or better go to the ER right away or somewhere in between. The American Heart Association gives a guideline for this number of uh, total cholesterol of 200. I found out about this because my uh, medical provider is Kaiser Permanente, a health maintenance uh, organization in California and I think other states as well. Um, and when you get your blood test back from Kaiser, it says, okay, here's your number and here's the standard number that you can compare yours to. And the standard they give is 200. And I asked them, you know, where did you get that number? Because that's not healthy. And they said, well, we get it from American Heart Association. So I contacted the American Heart Association and said, where does this number come from? They said, well, it's about the average of all Americans. Hmm. This is an average among a group of people whose leading cause of death is heart disease. You don't want to be average. You want to be healthy. And 200 is not that. So don't believe that 200 is okay. The Framingham Heart Study found that a third of the people with heart disease had cholesterol between 150 and 200. So you'd certainly rather be below 200 than above 200. You'd rather be in the one-third category than the two-thirds. But don't believe that just because you're under 200, you're okay. In fact, my last blood test before my cardiac arrest was at 188. So if somebody thought that 200 was okay, um, I would beg to differ with that. Another interesting thing um, I ran across, in June 2010, a study came out that shows that statin drugs, Lipitor, Crestor, they break the correlation between the blood test measurement and your chances of death. What does that mean, break the correlation? It means the cholesterol blood tests go down when you take these medications, but you still die nearly as often. Really? Let me draw an analogy. If you're driving your car along and you see the red check engine light come on, you know that the red light itself isn't the problem. It's an indicator that there's a problem somewhere deep inside your engine, but you know to not ignore that. So you take it to the mechanic and the next day your car comes back and the check engine light is off and you think, oh good, the mechanic fixed the problem. But then if you happen to look behind the dashboard and you located the wires going to the red light and they look like this, you might conclude that in fact, the mechanic didn't fix the problem. He just disabled the indicator and you would be pretty ticked because you knew you'd still have the problem even though it was no longer saying that you had the problem. So don't let the statin drugs fool you even if you take them and your cholesterol level goes down. Don't let them make you believe that you're safe. Now, what do these drugs actually do? They inhibit the liver's natural production of cholesterol. The liver's supposed to produce a little bit in the right quantities, right kinds of cholesterol. And this drug that they've convinced you to take uh, counters that. Let me be a little more blunt. This is a liver poison. This is a liver toxin that you're being induced by the medical profession to take to mess up the liver's natural production of cholesterol. It doesn't do anything about the cholesterol that got into your body from the animal products you ate. So maybe it's not a surprise that it's really not very effective in reducing death. And it has these side effects, including, guess what, liver damage, um, muscle soreness, and brain problems that look a lot like Alzheimer's. 
So a lot of people, uh, especially elderly people that are taking uh, statin drugs in high quantities for a long period of time, and the people think they have Alzheimer's, but they're finding in, in some cases they take them off the statin drugs and they get better, which Alzheimer's never gets better. So um, there, there's a, a lot of um, unfortunate loss of memory, loss of cognition, concentration problems that are being caused by these statin drugs. As I um, read medical journals and went to conferences, talked to experts, I've found some individual studies that I thought were just fascinating in their results. And I, after a while, I realized I could sort of put all of these five studies on one graph because each of the studies has a control group that isn't treated and a, and a treatment group, and they compare those two. And so if I just line up all the untreated groups, I can compare these five different treatments for heart disease. The first one of these comes from Duke University where for years they had patients coming into their medical center as candidates for stents, sort of like the way I was a candidate for stents. In their case though, in the study, they chose half of them to get the stent and half of them didn't get the stent. And they tracked both groups for a long period of time afterwards. And eventually they had enough data to publish the death rate per patient for the group that didn't get stents and I've scaled that to 100%. And I, I've applied the same visual scaling to the number of, for the deaths of, of the people who got the stents. And if the stent was a highly effective treatment, you would expect this death rate to be much lower than not getting the treatment. And there it is. 97% of the people that would die without a stent still die. It's almost negligible benefit. Thank you very much. And oh, by the way, there's new problems that these stints create as I've experienced myself. Um, the next study comes from uh, looking at blood test measurements for cholesterol for a group of patients who got were treated with statin drugs and a control group that didn't get the statin drugs. And so af after a period of time, they measured their blood tests and the uh, cholesterol levels for the group that didn't get the treatment, I scaled that to 100%. The blood test measurements for the group that did get the statin drugs, here it is, 85% down. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, statin drugs work. They work to lower the blood test measurement. But do we care about the blood test measurement? We only care about it if it's an indicator of our likelihood of death. Well, let's instead of looking at the indicator, let's look at the death rate itself. So here comes the data from this June 2010 study that I mentioned before, where they had something like 65,000 patients, half of them all, all with heart disease, all with high cholesterol. Half of them got statin drugs and half of them didn't. And again, now we're back to looking at death rates. So the death rate per patient <clears throat> for the group that got, did not get the statin drugs, I scaled to 100%. The death rate for the group that got the statin drugs, here it is, 91%. 91% of the people that would die without statin drugs still die. Now, I can't say that there's no benefit, although the author of the study said exactly that. He said, within the air bounds of the study, we cannot conclude any benefit from statin drugs. 
But I would say mathematically, the most likely is that it reduces the death rate by about 9%. But that's a far cry from the, what the, the indicator is telling us. So the difference between these two bars, this is what the blood test is telling you, making you think you're safe. And here's where you really are, very different. And what really annoys me about this is the doctors present this as though it is the solution. And they don't tell you about the, uh, the statistics are really quite poor. And so you might not be so inclined to look elsewhere for other solutions. Well, let's look at a couple of them. The next study comes from the UK, it's called the EPIC study. And they asked people what they ate. And they eat there, much like we do here, a lot of uh, meat and dairy and so on. But like here, there's a small percentage of them that just don't eat meat. A vegetarian might still eat animal products, including dairy and eggs, but um, some people just choose to not eat meat. So they ask people year after year, what do you eat? And they track them in terms of their disease and death. And they finally published um, the death rates I picked out of their study, the death rate due to heart disease for the people who eat nor normally, like we do here in this country and they do there. And that death rate I scaled to 100%. And then um, I also took the death rate due to heart disease for the people who just cut meat out of their diet and are vegetarian. And I plotted it here. Hmm. Well, there's still a lot of red there, still a lot of people dying of heart disease that are vegetarian. Uh, but if you look not at the height of the red bars, but you compared the white space above, you could say that this treatment, just cutting meat out of your diet, is three times more effective than taking statin drugs. Wow. If the medical establishment had a drug that could, was three times better than statins, they would make billions of dollars. But they don't have such a drug. It doesn't exist. So that what the doctor should say is we can give you this drug, it um, doesn't work very well and has terrible side effects, or you can just cut meat out of your diet and you have three times more reduction in death rate. And some doctors are saying that more and more each, each year, but maybe not your doctor, he may not be aware of this. But there's one more study I need to tell you about. And this is, um, comes from Caldwell Esselstyn he had a, a preliminary study in his book. I mentioned the book earlier, and I found that study to be fascinating. I thought, I think you might too. Uh, but he was criticized because uh, there was only 18 patients in the study, and he was suggesting that, that was what happened to those 18 patients was representative of a larger population. And so uh, he, he went back with some other researchers and did another study that happened after the book was published and the study results were published in a research journal. They, uh, for this study, they um, met with 200 patients that were all high risk for heart disease. And um, they took each one um, individually and Dr. Esselstyn said, I really want you to eat this ideal diet. And I'll say what that is in a moment. But um, uh, he said to each patient, I think this will make a big difference in your heart disease. And um, as he described the diet, 90% um, of the patients said, yep, doc, I'm in, I'm really going to do this. The other 10% said, no, the foods that you're telling me I can't eat anymore, or it's not worth it to me. And I'm just going to continue to eat the way I was. 
And the doctor said, okay, but please stay in the study so we can track you. So the, over the many years of this study, they tracked two groups, the group that didn't change their uh, dietary pattern at all and the groups that did. And in this study, they looked at not just uh, death due to heart disease, but four other cardiac events, including um, heart attack that didn't result in death, angina, stent emplacement, and bypass surgery. So they published the tally of these five types of cardiac events total per patient for the group that didn't change their diet. And I scaled that to be 100%. And I applied the same visual scaling to the cardiac event rate for the group that switched to this ideal diet. Before I show you the height of this red bar though, I want each of you to think, how low does this red bar need to go before it's important to you? I think you'll all agree it needs to go below the vegetarian bar. If it turns out it's up here somewhere, well, we just won't do that. We'll do the vegetarian thing. So it needs to go lower than that, but how low before it's important to you? Do you have sort of a feeling for that? Ready to see the red bar? Here it is, 1%. 99%, virtually all of the leading killer in this country just goes away if you eat the right things and avoid eating the wrong things. What are the consequences of this conclusion? What this says is if you eat properly, you don't have heart disease. The logical converse of that is if you have heart disease, you're not eating properly. What this means is that clog that you saw in my heart earlier, that was my fault. I did that to myself. And I'm sad to say the vast majority of Americans are in the process of doing that to themselves, but you don't have to. Here's a picture from uh, Esselstyn's book of a patient who had a problem in his coronary artery. This is the same coronary artery that got me, the distal left anterior descending coronary artery, sometimes called the widow maker because it often is the one that clogs. This guy had not just one clogged point, but a whole raggedy region there and they couldn't stent him. He didn't have any other choice but to go down the hall to this other doctor and hear about this ideal diet thing but he adopted that diet and a couple of years later, they had a chance to look at his heart artery again. Normally you wouldn't do this if somebody's healthy, but this guy was a doctor himself. And look at this, same artery, two and a half years later, it healed itself. Your body has an amazing ability to heal itself if you just quit abusing it three times a day with, with the food that you're eating. So what is the diet? Well, let's start out with the things that are killing us. Red meat, you probably knew that. It's been on the news for decades about how harmful that is. But what you might not be aware of is that pork, chicken, and fish are just as bad. Fish has a special problem we won't have time to get into today. It has to do with toxins. Um, what many of the experts think are even worse than uh, meats are dairy products. Milk, butter, ice cream, cheese, one of the experts calls cheese the most damaging substance on the planet. Other problem areas are eggs. Uh, why do these things cause problems? Because animal protein is inflammatory, not good for us. And you inflame the insides of the arteries. And then the other component of these uh, animal products is cholesterol. And then the cholesterol gets through the damaged 
artery walls and causes problems in behind. So the animal protein is bad, the animal fat is bad for us. The two together are the perfect storm to just ravage us top to bottom. Other problem foods include processed foods. I threw a donut up there just as a placeholder, but there's a whole set of things. They have lots of sugars, lots of oils, um, not so good. And um, this next one is a surprise to many people about how bad vegetable oil is for us. Uh, certain groups, including Chef AJ and others, are constantly saying, no oil, no oil. But for many people, the first time they encounter that, it's kind of a surprise. Really? Oil is bad? Yes. Uh, and I can talk about the studies that show that if you want. Um, but then some people say, uh, well, okay, oils in my stir-fried vegetables, I, I just don't do that. So I'm, I'm not getting that many oils. You would be surprised how many products have oils. Of course, all the chips, a lot of the salad dressings, fake butters, and even products that you think are healthy, like granola bars. You look at the ingredients list and oil is in there and it really dominates the calorie count. So I'm not saying you should never eat any of these things. This is a free country. You can eat what you want, but I'm saying that the science is really, really clear. If you eat these things on a regular basis, the most likely scenario for you is heart disease and you in the casket before your time, your call. Or you could instead eat these healthy things, colorful vegetables of all kinds, uh, heavy emphasis on leafy greens, fruits in moderation, beans are awesome, whole grains, including corn, oatmeal, brown rice, white rice is okay, brown is better, whole wheat, not that processed white fluffy stuff, uh, potatoes are awesome nutritionally. The problem with, nutri with potatoes is the company they keep. You take a healthy potato and you fry it in oil, you've just made it unhealthy. You take a healthy baked potato and you slather it with butter or uh, sour cream or cheese, um, you've just made it unhealthy. Another super healthy food is sweet potatoes. There are some societies on our planet that eat nothing but sweet potatoes. They have no colon cancer, no heart disease. I'm not saying you should eat only these things, but I'm saying if you should choose to eat only these things, the science is really, really clear. What happens to you? You live maybe 14 to 20 more years, depending on what study you look at. Maybe enough not only to see your kids grow up, but your grandkids, that would be awesome. And the closest you come in your old age to the graveyard is when you go running through. Now, what might be more important to you than these extra years is the quality of those years. In this country, I believe the average number of years of disability before death is around nine. So, so you can have nine years that are really mm, poor quality of life. Um, but with this diet, many of those diseases just don't happen. So you can have nine really great functional quality energetic years followed by 14 to 20 more healthy energetic years, or you can have nine years that really suck and then die based on your food choice. I'll hope you'll choose to be healthy and live a long time. The experts call this a low fat whole plant diet. You may hear the word vegan, which means um, no animal products, but there are plenty of vegan foods that aren't so healthy. So to really get healthy foods, you want a low fat whole plant diet uh, that includes vegetables, fruits, whole grains, and legumes. 
no meat or fish, no eggs or dairy products. This is just telling you in words what you saw in pictures in the previous slide. No oils, including olive oil, no processed foods. And in the low fat comes in here. You really want less than 10% of your calories from fat. One of the experts uh, suggests that uh, 7% is about the right number. Well, how are you gonna achieve that? Are you gonna count your calories all day long uh, to see where you're at? Well, that would be tough. Um, so the easier thing is just to remove the foods that are problematic. Well, the meat or fish, uh, eggs and dairy and oils are main source of a lot of fat in the standard American diet. So getting rid of those goes a long ways, but there's still a handful of foods that are high fat, sadly um, beyond burger and impossible burger, as delicious as they are, um, they have lots of oil in them. Um, and there are even a few whole food plants that are too high in fat. Those are include nuts and seeds, coconut and avocados. So this is a recommendation uh, to not eat those with an asterisk. The asterisk says, if you're totally healthy in every way, your body mass index says your normal weight range, your cholesterol is under 150, your LDL is under 80, your blood sugars under 100, your blood pressure is under 120 over 80, all of these with no medications and you've never been diagnosed with heart disease or cancer, you can safely, healthily have a little bit of nuts, coconut, and avocado. A little bit of nuts means some slivered almonds on your green salad, great. It doesn't mean I'm gonna sit down in front of the TV with a 16 ounce jar of planters peanuts and open it up and eat them all in one sitting. That's not healthy for anybody. If you're totally healthy, a little bit of coconut on your entree or your dessert would be fine. It doesn't mean, oh, I'm gonna not eat ice cream and I'll replace it with that non-dairy frozen dessert, which is almost all coconut oil, which is like 90 or 95% saturated fat not healthy. If you're totally healthy, a little bit of avocados, some slices on your green salad is fine. It doesn't mean I'm going to make a quart of guacamole and eat it all in one sitting in, in front of the TV. Uh, it's not healthy for anybody. And then uh, you also want to be a little cautious with soy products and fruit juice. Whole soy is fine. It actually has health benefits, but there's a lot of heavily processed soy that they, where they chemically treat it and turn it into fake meats. And that's not quite so healthy. And uh, be cautious with fruit juice. Some in your, your uh, recipes is fine, but you know, changing out your 44 ounce big gulp soda for 44 ounces of fruit juice multiple times a day is not so healthy. Here's Caldwell Esselstyn, who's talking about this diet. And he says, some people think a whole food plant-based diet is extreme. Well, yeah, I mean, we've been taught from the very beginning that uh, milk is good for us and we should be eating meat and so on. So the idea of cutting all those out of the diet, some people think is extreme. Esselstyn goes on to say, half a million people a year will have their chests opened up and a vein taken from their leg and sewn onto their coronary artery. Some people would call that extreme. So if you would envision yourself on the operating table where the surgeons are taking a buzz saw to cut open your chest bone so they can get at your heart to try to deal with the clogs. And then maybe you'd say to yourself, compared to that, 
you know, eating a little less beef and a little more broccoli, maybe that dietary change is not so extreme after all. Don't have time here today, but um, heart disease is not the only um, cause of death that is heavily affected by our diet. Um, cancer, much of it, but not all of it uh, is, is affected by diet. Stroke, diabetes, blood pressure, deaths, all those are heavily affected by our diet. And if you add up all these um, leading uh, sources of death in this, causes of death in this country, you get this. About two thirds of the deaths in this country, which amount to 1.3 million Americans every year dying needlessly because they're choosing to eat the right, wrong things. So think of yourself and the two people you love the most. If the three of you eat the standard American diet, Statistically, two out of the three of you are gonna to go to your graves unnecessarily. I think that's too much. Let's see if we can stop some of this. The right diet can prevent or re reduce or reverse heart disease. We talked about that. Some of these other diseases, every time, and Chef AJ, I know you know this, but every time we go to a conference, we learn about some new disease that goes away if you eat a whole food plant-based diet. It's just amazing. The great news is it's the same diet. We don't have to choose between an anti-heart disease diet, an anti-cancer diet, or an anti-arthritis diet. It's all the same diet. How lucky for us. Here's uh, John's steps to long life and health. I am not an MD, um, I'm a PhD, but um, so you don't have to trust my medical advice, but after all I've learned, here's what I would recommend to you. Learn everything you can. You need to be smarter than your doctor. Some doctors are really up to speed on this, but it's a small fraction. I think a report recently said that 75% of all doctors at finishing medical school have no courses or minimal courses in nutrition. So even though it causes two thirds of our deaths, you'd th think there would be a huge focus on it, but there isn't. So your doctor may know very little about nutrition. So to protect yourself, you need to learn everything you can. Once you learn, you need to make a change. And um, there's gonna be challenges, uh, you know, changing your habits that you've established over decades doesn't often come easily. But if you stick with it and uh, you can overcome these challenges. And at some point I would ask you to help others through these three steps. If a significant other is willing to make this change with you, that can be awesome. But if they're not willing to do this, it, you need to by yourself. As uh, one of the doctors said, when you're in the hospital, uh, in the hospital bed, it's because of your choices of food, not your partners. So um, you know, help yourself first and then at some point help others. Now, it, in order to learn, there's some different resources that you can tap into. The number one resource, in my opinion, is Chef AJ. She is so amazing. The Energizer Bunny, every day she's adding something new to her website and her list of videos, and just awesome. I know that you know how to reach Chef AJ because you're watching this, but um, please look around for 
other things that, that she has done, just tremendously amazing. Another resource, not nearly as, as good, is um, a website that I created called newsci.org. The nonprofit organization is called the Nutrition Science Foundation. So the website is just the letters for nu nutrition and the letters for science, newsci.org. So um, I've, I've tried to put together some things that um, I think you might uh, find useful to you. Uh, one of those things is uh, a video I made of, of my talk. It includes some of the things I've talked about today, but um, uh, I have been doing some uh, Zoom talks uh, in real time uh, during the COVID uh, days, and uh, we finally recorded one of those. It's about an hour and a half long, so it's a, it's a bit of a listen. But if you are interested in that, we, we posted it on the website. You just click on from the homepage, you click view now, and that uh, tells you a little bit about the video and you can uh, sign up and we'll, we'll send you uh, a link to that video. Other things on the website, um, we have some testimonial videos. Uh, here's one over here, Renee uh, talks about how she had lots of different diseases, uh, emergency room trips and so on, and eliminated those through changes in her diet. And we were able to capture her talking about that and, and post it here. One of the interesting things about Renee is uh, a couple of years after that, um, we needed another chef in our little Green Forks kitchen. And so we sent out um, requests if anybody knows somebody and Renee responded and she's now one of our chefs in Little Green Forks. You'll see some pictures of her in the kitchen a little bit later. Um, if you want even more success stories, you can click on this, this button here, success stories. And uh, some of these are in writing and there are also some other videos. Um, going back to the homepage, uh, if you're interested in uh, recipes, you click on, on this button and then it lists a whole bunch of recipes that you can dive down into. Um, one that I thought I, I would love to share here is uh, Linda's Lentil Loaf. I've put it here on the screen, but that might not be readable. You can go to the website and find it. This happens to be developed by um, one of my favorite uh, cooks, which is my wife, <laughs> Linda Tanner. So, so we, uh, we posted that here. And also we've uh, adopted it uh, as a recipe in Little Green Forks. So you can order this from them as well. There are many other recipes here, including some uh, from Chef AJ and, and other uh, uh, well-known folks. Um, so you know, feel free to, to browse the, the website for um, other recipes. Um, another thing, going back to the homepage, if you click on books and videos, you'll get um, little one paragraph reviews of what I think are the best uh, uh, available. Here's, here's sort of my top list. There are more listed on the website, but here's my top list. In terms of videos, Forks Over Knives, 90 minute video changes lives, highly recommend it. The China Study is probably my top pick by Colin Campbell. There's a Spanish version of that. Uh, we already talked about uh, Caldwell Esselstyn's Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease, John McDougall's Starch Solution. If somebody has diabetes, they really need to read Neil Barnard's book about reversing diabetes. If you think you might still want to 
eat meat. Um, you might want to read this book by a former cattle rancher who now won't eat meat. Uh, if you just want to lose a lot of weight, here's a, a, a weight loss book. And a couple of newer books, Own Your Health, uh, is very uh, fun read about a very serious subject, and it has 75 recipes by Chef AJ, yay. And also The Secrets to Ultimate Weight Loss, yay. Highly recommend that one. And here's a cookbook um, if you want to uh, learn some more recipes as well. So um, here's two strategies that you might think about for um, how to make a change to your life for the better. One, you can do it yourself. I would say read one of the books that I just mentioned, maybe 10 of them. Um, figure out from that what you need to do, what you need to eat. Before you jump in, take your medical measurements so you know what your baseline is, what your cholesterol numbers are, your blood sugar numbers. Do a trial a week of eating plant foods. You won't like all the new recipes that you encounter, but I think you'll find plenty that you do like. And if you're cooking for yourself, uh, experiment with which of these healthy uh, recipes really are easy to make as well as tasty. Once you've got your arsenal ready, you know what you're gonna eat, make a commitment to go all in. Do a 90 day challenge of only eating no oil, whole food plants. If you can't do 90, do 60. If you can't do 60, do 30, but go all in. Some people have success with tapering into a program like this, but the psychologists that study this found that it's sort of like, uh, um, curing yourself of a heroin addiction. It's really hard to just taper off. It's easier to go, pardon the word, cold turkey, just cut it out completely. Cold tofurkey. Tofurkey. <laughs> Love it. Cold tofurkey. Uh, at the end of your challenge time, take your measurements again. And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at, at the improvement. And you may find that eating this way uh, not only made you healthier, more energetic and so on, but it tastes good too. And then I ask, um, you know, at some point help others through this process. So that's one strategy. You're strong. You're going to do it yourself. Go for it. Here's another strategy. I don't want to study. I don't cook or I don't want to cook. I'll just order healthy food from Little Green Forks. And yay, we do now deliver throughout the continental US. We've been supplying food to the local San Gabriel Valley area. This is a region uh, 20 miles north of Los downtown Los Angeles. We, we've been delivering for about 10 years, um, but we've over the last year, we've experimented with shipping through FedEx. And I gotta tell you, uh, initially it didn't go so well. Uh, you know, the, we'd mark the boxes with fragile and this side up and they'd arrive dropped and upside down. And, you know, the soup would be spilling all over the inside of the box. But over time we have developed some packaging techniques that we think worked well enough. Um, I'm gonna be a little honest here and share another little negative story. In the middle of last winter, when COVID was raging and there was a huge winter snowstorms uh, in, in parts of the country. We shipped an overnight 
a shipment of food to a gentleman in Kentucky and it arrived six days later. <laughs> and um, of course we had to reimburse him and allow him to order again when <laughs> things were better. But we went to the FedEx office and said, how can overnight delivery you know, take six days? And they said, well, with COVID, our, our uh, pilots and drivers, we didn't have enough of them and the snow stopped a lot of it anyway. And you're lucky to have gotten it in six days. Okay. So it doesn't always work, but um, we'll reimburse if it, if it doesn't work. Uh, but most of the time it does. So it, um, we cook the food one day, put it in the box, you get it the next morning. The food is of course all whole plant-based, no added oil, uh, fresh greens and fruit. Um, entrees include both comfort foods and gourmet foods. You saw some of those at the very beginning, some of my favorites. It's uh, in environmentally friendly packaging when we can, but sorry, when we ship it across country, we've got to put some foam padding in there and, and other things. So uh, not completely uh, environmentally friendly. I wanted to go through our web order website just really quickly so you can uh, kind of get an idea of, uh, there's a few things that are a little different than some other websites. One of the things I want to draw your attention to is this set of dates across the top. And um, as, as Chef AJ said, the, the menu changes from day to day. So you before you start in adding things to your cart, you pick what day you want that to be delivered. Now, um, for local people, they can get their food Monday through Friday. But since uh, shipping FedEx takes overnight, that means that uh, we're making food Monday through Friday, but you're getting it Tuesday through Saturday. So uh, suppose you're ordering the next available uh, day. Um, you, you, it comes up on that with that button, that date button circle highlighted. And then you see a set of items that you can add to your cart if you want. You can scroll down and see all the things we offer, handful of things. But if you were to click on the next day, Saturday, and look and see what's available, you'll see there's lots more. And that's because we don't want the, the food to go bad. So we're buying fresh food and we need to plan that out. And so if, um, we have offered many more things if you order two or three days out. So um, once you've, you've made the order, you, you click on the view cart to check out. And it shows you, in, in this case, I'm ordering lentil loaf plate, which includes not only the lentil loaf, but some vegetable and, and mashed potatoes, one of my favorites. And AJ, I know that you like the cinnamon bites. There's another flavor, which is the strawberry oatmeal bites, which I, I really enjoy. So I'm ordering these two things. And then I say, proceed to checkout shows me what I'm ordering, shows me what the cost is, including the delivery, which is significant. Uh, you put in your address and uh, there's a place here where you can say order or delivery notes. Um, and in this case, I'm not a real fan of green beans. I like peas a lot better. So I'm gonna say in here, I type in, in the lentil loaf plate that I'm ordering, you know, please replace the green beans with peas. And we're small enough that we can do that sort of thing now. So if you do have some special requests, go ahead and put those in. Then a coupon code, you wanna type in 
is Chef AJ 15X. That's going to be in the show notes, so you can access that later. You type that in, that's good for $15 off an order of $60 or more. So there's my $60. After I put in the coupon code, $15 off it comes down. So then I place the order. Uh, our cutoff time is 9 p.m. One of our chefs comes in at 9 p.m. and works through the wee hours of the morning, primarily making the hot foods so that there's plenty of time for them to cool down before we put them in a, a box with ice packs to send off to you. And then uh, during the day, our second chef comes in and makes the cool items like this salad that you see here. So she's looking at the screen that is generated from the order that you've produced. And she starts into making, in this case, a spinach fruit salad. Uh, here she is making, again, I, I love this picture because there's this little A in the background, which is the LA County Health Department uh, inspection code where um, A category, which you would expect from a healthy food company. Then uh, once the food is made, uh, the chef uh, puts it in a box, uh, insulated for both impact and as well as heat loss. Our uh, salad trays are pretty sturdy. They, they, we don't usually have much problems with them. Soups, uh, uh, we early on we had problems. We now wrap them in saran wrap, which doesn't look very professional when you receive it, but it really helps uh, protect them when, when the FedEx guy drops the box on its way to you. We also put these cardboard uh, shields, uh, sleeves around them, and we've had fairly good luck with that. Uh, pack, seal up the box, hand it to FedEx, and it comes to you the next day. Now, I'd like to share with you a, a little uh, video made by one of our uh, favorite customers. Hi, my name is Chris Dyer, and I'm a Little Green Forks customer. A few years ago, I had a real health scare. Found out that I had high cholesterol, high blood pressure, and I even had some uh, calcium kind of around my heart, all indicators that I was headed for some real trouble. Now I went to my doctor, I talked to him and he gave me some advice, wanted to give me some pills, um, give me some statins. And I wasn't sure if that's the direction I wanted to go. I said, what else could I do? How else could I improve this? And I found out that going to a fully plant-based diet was key to not only dealing with my issues, but potentially reversing the heart disease. So I decided to go vegan and I needed some help. I needed some tools. And luckily I found Little Green Forks. They have been able to provide me with the healthy plant-based meals without oil, low in fat, and has been sort of like my rock, right? I, um, you know, eat out sometimes and, and able to cook sometimes for myself, but being able to have food delivered to my door has been so key to me being successful to stick to the diet and the good news is I have completely lowered my cholesterol. I've lowered my blood pressure. All of my labs look great. And in fact, in my last appointment with my cardiologist, he told me I had the single most best improvement he's ever seen from a patient, including people who were put on high amounts of medication. So I know the diet works and Little Green Forks has been key to ensuring that I'm able to have the food that I need when I need it and not cheat or not make bad decisions as I go from day to day throughout this diet, through this life change. So thank you, Little Green Forks, and I highly recommend them. And we really appreciate that, those words from Chris. And, and if I may say, um, I think people are smart 
that make the change to a plant-based diet before they have a heart attack. I was not one of those smart ones and it almost cost me my life. Chris was one of the smart ones. He saw the warning signs, but he didn't wait till he had a heart attack to make the change. So good job, Chris. Now in, in wrapping up, um, I wanna introduce a, a new program, AJ, and this, I think this is maybe the first time you've heard of this. We're, we call it the 30 day jumpstart program. And it works like this. You, we, we need to interview you um, before you start and ideally ask you to take some before photos of yourself. We want you to take your medical measurements showing disease. This is not a program for people who are already eating plant-based and totally healthy and so on. This is for new folks, a little bit of extra incentive to, to get them over the top here. But if you have measurements showing high cholesterol, high blood pressure, blood sugar, so on, um, please uh, convey them to us uh, and then eat only little green forks for 30 days. Order from our website, eat only little green forks. At the end of that time, take the med medical measurements again and send them to us. We'll keep them completely confidential if you want. Um, but if you wanna share them, that's fine. I think you'll be so happy about them afterwards that you may wanna share them. We'll interview you again, see if you have any words. If you'd like to give a testimonial like Chris did, great. If not, that's okay too. Um, and then we'll uh, credit you for 10% of the 30 day food order. Uh, and the, the information that you gave us, we will never publish it in a way that it could be tracked back to you, but we would like to include it in a, in aggregate, uh, we're basically putting together a study that we want to be able to say, look, the people who ate this way for 30 days, here's, here's what some of them got, here's what the best got, here's what the average is, and so on. So um, it, again, if you're, you're new to this area and deciding you're really going to make an improvement in your life, please contact us uh, by sending email to 30dayprogram at littlegreenforks.com. And that's what I've got for you, AJ. Wow. Well, we have so many questions. <laughs> so I hope I didn't miss any of them because my chat goes really fast. But let's start to the first one with Susanna. She's Canadian. We know you can't ship to Canada, but she's going to be in the United States and would love a vacation from cooking. Can you accept a Canadian credit card? I don't know. We've never tried that, but I but certainly our credit cards work in any country in the world. So I'm assuming if it's one of the main ones, Visa or MasterCard, okay. I, I would think that would work here. Let's try it. Okay, that sounds fantastic. And then somebody on Facebook, when I posted the food I got said, well, do you take precautions with COVID? Like are, are you the people preparing the food in the kitchen? Are they wearing masks? Are they wearing gloves? So how does the preparation work? And I think you saw the pictures that you, you had, everybody's not only the usual hairnet, but also the COVID mask and gloves. Absolutely. We, I think they've shown now that um, early on, there was some concern that COVID was transmitted through touch. And I think they've pretty much concluded now it's sharing air, breathing in and out with somebody else who has COVID and is breathing in and out. But nonetheless, we take uh, absolute precautions. Everybody in the kitchen wearing surgical masks and as well as gloves. Thank you. And do, do you ship only to the continental United States or is Alaska and Hawaii included or excluded? 
excluded, sorry. Uh, if somebody is in one of those places and really wants to experiment, we can investigate. I'm sure the FedEx charges are much higher and I'm not sure they make it overnight, but um, we'd be willing to give it a try if, if somebody wants to try it. Right. So uh, Lori is saying when you were talking, when you're doing the science part of the talk, how many grams of fat on the ideal diet? Nadia says is 10% sufficient for women as well. I'm probably eating like, I'm guessing I eat like 7%. Right. So the typical calorie count is what, 2000 or maybe a little bit less. So 10% of that would be, or 7% of that is, wow, how to do the math here. Um, 10% 10, 10 of, of 2,000 would be 200, so 7% would be 140. Okay. That, that sound right? <laughs> I don't, don't have that math, math and sports are two things I don't even try to do because I'm never going to get them right. So 10% of 200 of 2,000 is 200 and fat is nine calories per gram. So that's like over 20 grams of fat, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah, or if you're aiming for 7%, 140 calories divided by nine is... I don't think people realize that food has fat, even if you don't add it. Even greens have 3% of their calories from fat. Fruit has trace amounts of fat. Oats have about 20% of their calories from fat. I don't think people realize that God or nature, whatever you believe, whoever made food actually put fat in it so that you don't have to be slathering it with olive oil or nuts or seeds. Right. Yeah, okay. Um, what's your most popular item? Lasagna. Yeah. Makes and, sense. Uh, and yeah, the, the, one of the key there is uh, normal lasagna has ricotta cheese, but we've made a substitute using tofu and lemon juice and some spices. And I, I would challenge you to feed this lasagna to somebody who doesn't know that it's plant-based and see what they think of it. See if they can even tell the difference. That's great. And uh, Amy wants to know, how often does the menu change? Every day. Um, uh, we have some of the basics, like the lasagna will be there on there almost all the time. And a few others uh, repeat very regularly. And then there's others that will be on there maybe one, one day a week or, or one day a month even. So yeah, it's worth, it's worth looking. If you don't care so much when you get it, but you want more variety, you know, check the, the little circles at the top and, and look around for the thing that you like. Right. And can the items be frozen? The, or, or maybe are there just certain ones that can be frozen? Great question. And yeah, the answer is certain ones. You really don't want to freeze your salads. Of course. <laughs> they, they come back terrible. I've tried it. Actually, there's one exception to that. Even the spinach fruit salad that you saw Renee making, um, if you freeze that and then uh, take it out of the freezer and put it in a blender with some water, it makes a great smoothie. Oh, very clever. Hey, you know, I want to thank you for having, I mean, I didn't know that I was in your slide presentation. I want to thank you for putting two of my books in there. And I did want to say, you know, Glenn and I republished through a publisher, a 10th anniversary edition of Unprocessed with Photos. And you may consider it acceptable now because what we did is I know that when I met you in 2010, you couldn't get behind it because there were too many high fat recipes. But what we did is we gave uh, substitutions so that we kept the original recipes, but then we showed people how to do it without that. So just, just letting you know. 
All right. Great. I'm going to immediately order a copy of that for myself. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't. I don't know if it's it. it's good enough for your you know list, but but it, but right. I did want to tell you that based on your feedback, which it wasn't just your feedback, by the way, we did make changes. It took us ten years, but <laughs> at least we did it. <laughs> so Eileen says, um, "Are you are any of your ingredients organic? And what about the sodium content?" Great questions. We buy organic when we can, but um, not all foods are are easy to come by organic. Um, salt content, we do have some salt in our foods. I know, AJ, you sometimes promote SOS diet, salt, oil, and sugar-free. Um, and as you said, for, for fat, there is some salt or sodium in all kinds of plants anyway. Um, but um, we, we do find that uh, salt adds flavor. And uh, for people who have high blood pressure, excess salt can be a problem. Um, but if you eat a whole food plant-based diet, um, most people no longer have high blood pressure. And so then a little bit of salt isn't much of a problem. But even <clears throat> when we do add salt, we try to keep the, the number of gram, milligrams of sodium less than the calories. And I, I think you've heard, heard, run into this formula before. I, I heard it from Jeff no, Novick, I think. But you, if you're not supposed to have more than um, 2,000 milligrams of sodium a day, am I getting that number right? And you're, you're not, in your average calorie intake might be in the neighborhood of 2,000. So if you make sure that each item that you eat doesn't have more milligrams of sodium than calories, then you're, you're probably going to be okay. And that's what we aim for. Some of our foods have, of course, no added salt. And we list all the ingredients. You can get at that on the website and pick no added salt items if you want. But we do have a, uh, some that we do add salt, but we try to keep it down to this uh, milligrams per calorie. Great. Thank you. And a couple of live viewers like Amal are asking, but upon request, could someone have salt-free options made available to them? Um, in most cases, well, that's a great question. Uh, I think it depends on the recipe. If the recipe involves adding some um, garnish or salt that we purchase, we may not be able to have that available without salt in it. Uh, if it's a recipe where we're adding the salt ourselves, absolutely. So they should probably call or, or email, right? If they have a right. very specific request. Perfect. And um, uh, Susanna was saying some online shops don't accept Canadian credit cards, but I bet you're going to get it to work, Susanna. Somehow there's going to be a way. <laughs> Mona says, how large are the sides compared to the entrees? Um, sides. Um, I think it's about, it's a, fa a factor of two and a half, roughly somewhere between two and three. So um, you, you mentioned your, your husband eats very different quantities than you do. Yeah, because he, uh, he eats food higher in caloric density. So he, can, he, he doesn't seem to be able to eat the volume I eat. So I'm, I'm the one who likes to eat a lot. My wife eats a little. And so for me- They I, should I get eat. together and we should get together because <laughs> <laughs> we know how to eat. Right. I need the large size, but uh, many people are fine with the, the sides. And, and for somebody who's really cost sensitive, a number of our most popular dishes we also offer in family size, which is sort of a lasagna tray uh, size. So that's also an option for some. That's great. 
So there's a question from Joyce. Are there any or are there a lot of grain-free options like lasagna without grain noodles or gluten-free options? There are definitely gluten-free uh, options. Uh, um, sorry, lasagna isn't one of those. But yeah, you, and again, you can look at the ingredients list uh, on the website and uh, we summarize the um, uh, allergens for each item. So you can quickly see whether something has, has wheat in it or, or soy in it. I just want to tell you, my box came great. I mean, it wasn't bent or anything. It was like perfect, Yay. you know? So the things that you put inside, how do you recommend we recycle? Because the ice chips, like those can be refrozen and reused, right? Yes, definitely. Use those when you're going to go on a picnic or something and need an yeah. ice pack. Definitely. And, and, and somebody's asking if the ingredients are listed on the website. Absolutely. If you just click the link I've been posting, it'll take you to the menu and then you can, um, you know, uh, each, each thing, there's a little circle with an eye for information. Are the ingredients non-GMO? I would imagine you wouldn't use GMO ingredients. Wow. Um, we certainly wouldn't intentionally. I'm trying to think there's any way something could sneak in. I know. Um, Usually in corn is the one, corn's the one thing that's, corn and soy are like the two most heavily, corn, soy, and wheat are the most heavily gen genetically modified crops, but I bet you, you don't. You're a good man, yeah. John Turner. You <laughs> <laughs> try. So somebody's asking about your 30-day challenge. Is, is obesity the only thing or being overweight the, the only thing you're looking for in that? Obesity, um, high blood pressure, uh, diabetes, uh, high cholesterol. Nice. nice. Um, and, 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 uh, and try us on other things. You know, somebody in, was inquiring about uh, IBS. What does that stand for? Irritable bowel syndrome. Irritable bowel syndrome, which I understand re responds pretty well to this. So um, let's give it a try. Whatever That's you got. Fun. Right. Well, I'm very proud. I'm very proud of all you've accomplished since your near death experience, or maybe it really was a death experience as I technically <laughs> did die. Right. I'm not sure what the definition is. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Susanna says, is there a delivery time the next day when you place your order by 9 PM the night before, or is it a delivery window? It really depends on FedEx. We choose overnight. Um, I think it's, uh, express or something like that. Uh, so hopefully it gets there early. Do you, do you know when yours? Well, mine, like I ordered it on a, I ordered it Tuesday before nine and it came Wednesday because I didn't want to take a chance to have it, um, you know, not be able to show it on the show. So that's why I ordered it a day earlier than I needed it, but it's still fine. Yeah. It came like, I think it came like at around 11 o'clock yesterday. Good. Yeah, it was great. It was like really quick. I'm like, how did they do that? So you don't remember dying? Like you didn't like see the angels and your great grandparents come to you? You don't remember that part of it, huh? Uh, people do ask me that, you know, did I see the light at the end of the tunnel? And the answer is I may have, but I, because of the lack of oxygen to the brain, I don't remember anything about that day, nothing. And, and even a couple of days after that, you know, I would wake up in the hospital and I'd say to my wife, you know, where am I? What happened? And she'd say, you're in the hospital. You had a heart attack. And I'd drift off and a few minutes later, I'd wake up and I'd say, where am I? What happened? You know, I couldn't remember anything for even a few minutes before. So sorry if, if I had some precious thing happen to me there, it's, it's lost. 
Wow. Well, so how do you feel it's been going the last, I think we've known each other 12 years now. Like, do you see an increase in the interests of people adopting plant-based diets for health, whether it's their own, the environment or the animals? Because I've been doing this 45 years and I I, I mean, I I get frustrated and very like uh, disheartened with what I see, but I'm, I'm not as optimistic as I used to be. I, I think the veganism for the health of the planet is is rising. I hear a lot of people um, activate, activating for animal welfare. The health side is frustrating. I do think it's growing. Um, you know, the plant-based nutrition healthcare conference where all the doctors go once a year to learn about the latest things. For many years, it was growing and then COVID happened and, you know, it, it's dropped off, but um, I think I think there's some slow growth there. The thing that's really frustrating for me is the financial situation with the medical establishment. If you look around and you try to find who benefits financially from somebody being healthy, the answer is very few. You know, the the doctors, of course, they only get paid usually when somebody's sick, not when they're healthy. The hospitals need sick people. You'd think insurance companies would be motivated to make people healthy, but they're not. They make their money as a percentage of the money that flows through. So if all of a sudden everybody got healthy, there'd be a lot of insurers that would go out of business. So um, it's, yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah. Well, Susan says, so glad you survived and you're here now to teach us how not to get heart disease in the first (laughs) place. So thank you so much for your work, John. I really appreciate your friendship and your dedication to, you know, I don't know if you guys know, he did just this tremendous program for free for years where he would do these workshops, both in person with the food. And then when COVID hit online and giving free books, I mean, you really, I don't think you're very humble and you're kind of behind the scenes, but you really do a lot and have done a lot. And I I hope to get your name out there more. And you know what I was thinking is I haven't seen that lecture you talked about this on your website, but if you want to give it to me, like in like in a file form i'll just put it on my youtube channel and then a lot of people might see it we will do that thank you yeah. so much oh my you, god you are amazing well no thing it's my is my well you know i think i like the unsung heroes you know that that people don't realize and that's what my really show is about getting people out there that that need to be given a, a platform so thank you so much and uh, I love those cookies. I don't know if I got the strawberry or the regular, but they're really good. <laughs> and I managed to eat only two yesterday. One, I, I guess, I guess my food addiction is because well, because you don't have anything addictive in it. There's no sugar in those cookies, and there's no salt, no oil. It's just basically oats and fruit, but they're fabulous. Glad you like them. Yeah, with a little and, dusting of cinnamon on top, and I love that they're cold. And I love the pudding that uh, yeah. you, you gave us the recipe for years ago. You know, it would be great is to take the cookie and dip it in the pudding. <laughs> that would be incredible. I suggest you try that as soon as possible. Oh, my god! All goodness. right. That's great. Well, thanks so much, John. It was such a pleasure catching up with you. Thank you. My pleasure. And thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please consider ordering from Little Green Forks. You've got a wonderful discount coupon. And let's just support the great work that John Tanner is doing. And in the same time, supporting your health and consider signing up for that 30-day challenge. And please come back tomorrow one hour earlier when my guest is Dr. Tiana Jenkins.